0: Hey everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate. And I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, simply help you feel a little less alone, no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in to season two of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. What is up, everybody? So it is Townsend. I'm so excited. All right. So for 2023, this is going to be my first... Gosh, guest for the second time, I guess you would call it. So, I had Tommy Norman last year. We talked about just bringing hope to the streets and his positivity. I saw his story forever ago and I reached out thinking, there's no shot this guy's going to get back to me. Immediately got back. We've gotten to be pretty good friends since then. And this guy, y'all, if you don't know his story, you should look it up. Like, he's just so positive, so amazing. And he just goes out on the streets and spreads love to all these people. So, It's so cool, and I love it, but we talked about that last year. This year, Tommy's gone through a lot of things, um, just a lot of trauma, a lot of heart health, family things, so we're going to chit-chat about heart health today. I'm so excited, but without further ado, I'm going to reintroduce you, Tommy, for the people, the new listeners that don't know who you are I'm going to let you take over, actually. Who the heck is Tommy Norman? Other than gaining, like, millions of followers just for spreading love, which I think is amazing. Who is Tommy Norman? I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family at patreon.com slash Townsend T Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage. Not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music and let's continue changing lives.
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited about what 2023 is is going to bring. Um, You know, I tell people that I'm not just a police officer. You know, a lot of people start out with officer, then Tommy Norman, but um, I'm fine with just Tommy because there's much more to me than the badge and the uniform. Uh, I was born and raised in North Little Rock, Arkansas, Um, eight siblings, six sisters, and two brothers, and we were just brought up our entire lives, um, taught by our mom just to be nice to people, get back to the community, um, and then follow that with consistency and commitment and keeping your promise, and I started that at 15 years old, carried on in 1998 as a police officer, and I wasn't really sure In 98, when I was hired on at North Rock Police Department, if I could keep giving and volunteering and loving people, come to find out, you can wear that uniform and it can still happen. So I know we're going to talk about quite a bit, but I'm just a a guy from North Rock, Arkansas, with a big heart who, just like you, wants to make a difference.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And I think it's so cool that you can wear the outfit and spread love because I feel like there's such a stigma, especially right now in the past couple of years with being a cop. I feel like people automatically hate anybody in an outfit or that's what the news makes it seem like. So it's really cool to see you get out and interact with people on a personal level. So that's super cool. Um, Okay, so we had you on in the past, like I said, talking about spreading hope and love in the streets. But you've had a major health scare in the last year. Could you tell us a little bit about your health journey and why heart health specifically is so important to you?
1: Gosh, it's such an important topic. And even more so for me now, um, March, the, uh, March the 19th was on a Saturday. Um, I worked that day. That night I laid down to go to bed and felt some pain in my chest. Um, went to sleep, just kind of blew it off. The next day was March 20th it was a Sunday I reported to work at five 45 in the morning. And, uh, I'm in briefing. We had briefing every morning before we get out on the streets and, um, the pain was there, but it, it was starting to navigate into the top part of my left arm, uh, mentioned something to my supervisor about it and, uh, went on to work and was having lunch with a couple of, co uh, co-workers and, um, left to lunch and was driving down one of the streets at our patrol, and I had to pull over because the pain was increasing further down my left arm, shortness of breath, my chest uh, near my heart. So what I do is I go get a Sprite.
0: Fixes everything.
1: Thinking, you know, Sprite. <laughs> it, I was trying to blame it on indigestion. So, you know, yeah. if you drink a Sprite and ginger ale or 7-Up, a big belch, for lack of a better word, you feel better.
0: Yeah. I, I automatically just like flashback to my kid years where everything was solved by Sprite and crackers. Everything. Yeah. You got a stomach yeah. ache, Sprite and cracker. You got a headache, Sprite and crackers.
1: I hate crackers. So, so that didn't bring the results that I wanted it to. Went home at 2 p.m. and then that night uh, getting ready for bed. Um, gonna watch some basketball, and um, you know March—it's March Madness. I'm a big sports fan, and so the pain that I mentioned to you—it um, went down further down my left arm into my left fingers, uh, and I told my wife, "I was like, you got to take me to the hospital. I mean, something is not right. This has been going on since last night." So I go. Um, she drives me to the emergency room, and I remember getting in the truck with my wife, and uh, I hit my fist on the middle console, because I'm thinking, man, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated, what is this, I'm scared, um, because, you know, being a police officer, you you know, you you always, you're always pretty much, you try to be in control of situations in life, but this is a situation that I had no control over, so we get to the ER, and the ER is packed, I tell them what my symptoms are, They take an EKG, take my blood pressure and they, I'm bypassed by everyone that's sitting in the ER to get me back there, um, put a gown on me. They draw my blood. I mean, they're working really fast and come to find out that uh, my troponin levels through the blood work revealed that my troponin levels were low. Um, and so, which, which, which meant um, that was a sign of a heart attack. Um, or it could have been, they were elevated. I'm honestly not sure so much as was happening, but they were concerned about my troponin level. So they admit me to CCU. Um, and, um, the heart doctor comes in, does a cath and he comes in my room and, you know, this was one of the scariest moments of my life and tells me that I'd suffered a massive heart attack, um, that, uh, I had almost 100% blockage. Now, you know, I was in I thought I was in fairly decent shape. I knew that I was under a lot of stress on the heels of four months earlier, losing my daughter. Uh, and then also just as a police officer, that job can can bring enough stress. And so also some of that was, was hereditary. Um, on my dad's side of the family, there's a history of heart disease. And so with all that being said, I lost 30 pounds. Uh, I started eating healthier. Started exercising. There was a real important program that I went to called cardiac rehab, where 36 visits. You're on a treadmill. You're on machines. You're lifting weights, and and they hook you up, you know, to monitors to make sure your heart can withstand all of that. And so, you know, I'm approaching my one year, and you know, I may have to get you to help me with this. I don't know. What you, I don't know what you call a one year anniversary of a heart attack. I'm not sure what you would call it. I don't know anniversary is the right word, but I'm approaching my one year, which would be March the 20th. So um, that is something that I will always remember that date, that if I would have waited in my cardiologist, Dr. Yadav, who I love, um, if I would have waited and ignored that pain, and instead of going to the ER, going to get sprites, I may not be here right now talking to you. So I take heart health Heart disease is the number one killer in the US and outside of the US. Um, and heart disease, I think not enough people take it serious.
0: Oh, absolutely. Wow, that's wild. I didn't realize you had so much blockage. You know, I love that you're really open on your pages and you share your story with everybody, but like the fine details were something I was excited to hear about and just share with listeners because those are the things you miss and what are so important. So um in the healthcare field, I know they put a lot of attention on high blood pressure. So high blood pressure is pressure that it's basically blood against your arteries and your arteries carry blood from your heart to your body. And then they also talk about hypertension, which is high blood pressure. So hypertension, high blood pressure, those are the two words that you're going to hear related to heart and heart attack and heart health. And these, as they get higher, can cause like significant increases in your risk of a stroke or a heart attack, like Tommy was talking about. Um, The crazy thing, so it gets higher and higher, of course, because I feel like we're under a lot more stress. We've got all this technology, which makes us work nonstop because we've got our work right here all the time. But the last time I heard research, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but almost half of the adults in the United States have have, have high blood pressure. So half of the population and they don't even know it is the crazy part. And so again, I feel like it's so important for you somebody under that statistic. So you're a grown man, you have this job, you're usually in control and you don't even know that you have this going on on the inside and just how important it is to be
1: aware of that. It's 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 something, you know, you mentioned that a lot of people don't know they have high blood pressure. Now in my case my blood pressure was always okay. Um now Normal cholesterol, um, according to my doctors, is around a seventy. Uh, my cholesterol, uh, when I went into the ER, was a one hundred and forty. Um, so it was double what it was what it should have been. So obviously, there there is the job, the police officer. You're going through drive throughs at restaurants. You're you're mm-hmm. just eating on the go, and so I don't do that anymore. Um, and and so, you know, I never would have thought. You know, in in my heart, doctor explained to me, there there are people that are in tip top shape, people in the Marines, people in the military, athletes that, you know, they suffer heart attacks and strokes. um, And sometimes it's too late because people ignore the symptoms. But I tell people um, if there's a pain in your chest, especially if it navigates into your left arm, uh, the left side of your face, uh, you can't ignore that uh, because it could be deadly. Um, I'm just so thankful that I'm here with you talking about this. Uh, the American Heart Association, the Arkansas chapter, have reached out to me, and I've um, been able to be an advocate and use my platform to uh, raise uh, the importance of you know being heart healthy. And for me, um, it was you know eating less portions, uh, fasting, um, eating healthier. You know a lot of vegetables, green vegetables, almond milk, skim milk. Um, you know, um, almonds, uh, walnuts, uh, drinking, doubling my water intake, exercising, you know, getting out, even if it's just walking, you know, I'm older, I just turned 50. And so it doesn't have to be a steady jogging. This would be a 30 minute walk every day. Um, And and so it's, it's scary. Um, But I can tell you this, that because of me surviving my heart attack, that every breath I take I appreciate it much more than I did before.
0: Oh, I can't imagine. Can't imagine. Also think it's super important. Something that I have run across doing. So we've been doing these podcasts for over a year now. And one of the biggest things I've run across is male mental health and in the black community, mental health. That's something that's not discussed very much. Um, I had one guy last year that fell into both of those categories and he was willing to talk to me about depression and anxiety. And he... His family was very understanding, but I have found that it's just not discussed that much. So it's super exciting to me, you falling into the male category and the heart health because the heart health, like heart attacks and strokes like that, um, it affects more men than women. And it also, there's a higher statistic in the black community than the white community they have found. Um, And like you said earlier, Arkansas is one of the leading states for these heart issues to happen. And so you got all the states in the U.S. on these statistics. And Arkansas is just like blatantly red on heart health. And so it's just super, it's just super important. Like I said, as a male, if you're in the Black community and living in Arkansas, those are just three red flags that you got to be more careful. And so that's why I wanted to have you on here so much, was to just kind of help spread awareness of that. Um, before you went to the hospital, did you know you had any heart or health issues before?
1: No, none at all. None. I mean, I wasn't in the shape, um, but I was in the worst shape. You know, I thought I was eating healthier, but could have been doing a lot better. Uh, so, no signs. You know, I mean, I was getting my rest. Um, you know, I, I mean, once again, I know that you know. Bring up my daughter, listen, losing her, I really feel like that took a toll. I feel like that that was the icing on the cake. I feel like maybe that. Uh, I, I had issues within my heart that I didn't see coming. But I think it took my daughter's death. Uh, and and my heart took a huge hit. And there is a such thing as a broken heart um, that can lead to uh, some serious, serious health issues, which uh, up to, you know, a stroke or a heart attack. And so, but you know, Really none of that. Nothing that would lead me to before my heart attack needed to go to the heart doctor, the cardiologist. I thought I was doing just fine. I mean, it came out of nowhere. And, you know, you talk about mental health. You know, uh, remember I told you when we were pulling out of the driveway headed to the emergency room and I and I just bang on the middle console because I have no control now. You know, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't I'm too scared to find out what they're going to tell me. But with a heart attack. Comes depression because. It's, it's it's for real. I mean, because you're in the hospital room, you've got all this beeping going on. You've got these, these wires hooked up to you. You're on blood thinner. Um, I remember, you know, being on blood thinner right away and I, I shaved my head. As you can see, I shave it about every other day and I nicked my head while I was shaving. And my wife came in and she pulled the pillow out from under my head and it was just soaked with blood. I'm thinking, hold on, I'm on blood thinner. So, with it being hereditary and, and running on my dad's side of the family, you know, I do have two stints now, uh, which have really opened up my heart. The blood flow is, is I have more energy now, but there's a lot of people that aren't fortunate enough to be where I'm at today to be able to tell their story. Uh, and, 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 people that are watching this and you know, people across the world are going to see this and Arkansas, they're going to see this, but don't take any chances. I'm here to tell you, I'm an example of not taking any chances. And if I would have went to sleep that Sunday night, it could have been a very devastating day for my family, uh, that Monday morning.
0: Man, can you imagine how the story would have changed? Wow. Wow. That's wild. Um, okay. So knowing what you know now, as far as heart health goes, what do you wish you knew before that? So other than just, you know, don't take anything like the signs, act on those signs. What's something you wish you would have known before
1: this heart attack? I wish that I would have known more about my dad's family history. Yeah. Um, you know, you you go to the doctor, maybe you've seen a new doctor and you have this questionnaire, you know, and you have this questionnaire that says, is there a history of this or that? To be honest with you, most of the times when I did that, I just checked, no, 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 no. Yeah. Not even. I think all we all do that. Yeah, asking my mom, mom, is there a history of this or this? And I and I miss that. Um, and and so what I wish I knew then that I don't know now, I think how serious this is. I didn't realize how serious heart disease was. Um, and now you hear about it. You hear about um people that are, you know, with their families, and and the heart attack that I had was the widowmaker. So the widowmaker is what it's a heart attack that can kill a lot of people, and it's killed a lot of people. But the widowmaker, there have been people that have had a heart attack and hit the floor and they're dead just like that. So Dr. Yada told me that I suffered the widowmaker heart attack, which is a scary name in itself. Yeah. Um, and and so he went and opened that up with the two stents, and you know, and I remember he did one stent, and then a week later he did another stent, but he was. So big on making sure that in between those two procedures that I did not deal with any stress. So I remember at home waiting on the second procedure, my heart started, my chest is starting to hurt. So I call, he gave me a cell phone. I call a cell phone and he says, Are you dealing with any stress? You can't deal with any stress. And I wasn't, other than just being scared. And so for people that are watching this. Um, And to answer your question even more is, is stress. If I would have known then how much stress can lead to heart disease, I would find ways to be less stressed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that kind of leads to my next question. And one thing that I always like to ask everybody on here, and I bet your answers changed a little bit since last time, but since having a heart attack and since this diagnosis, what does self-care look like for you now? How's it changed?
1: It's, uh, at least walking or jogging three or four times a week, um, eating healthier. I mean, now do I have a cheap meal? I do. I have a cheap meal and, and, but you know, my heart doctor and my, and my primary care physician are okay with that. But overall, I mean, I'm having to buy new clothes. My pants swallow me now, you know, and, and, and my police uniform, I had to get smaller sizes, which is not a bad problem to have. I had to tighten up my (laughs) gun belt about two notches. And, and so, um, but me, it's, it's so I try to fast because I want to keep my weight where it is. So I try to fast around 12 hours, 5.30 p.m. I stop eating and then I work the early morning shift at work. So around 5.30 or 6, I'll have something for breakfast. Um, maybe egg whites, you know, maybe turkey bacon. Uh, I try to stay away from the bread. Um, more fruits and vegetables. Uh, as I said before, you know, pecans and walnuts and, and almonds. And it's... It's been almost a year. So I was really disciplined at first. I will say that the discipline and being structured, it's you have to be really strong mentally to keep that up. You know, I was getting on the weight scale every day, and I would keep losing a pound here and two pounds there. And it's really motivating. And everybody that saw me was like, wow, you really lost weight. And so, and I just, you know, God's blessed me with this big platform on social media. And I just want to use it to, to not just raise awareness for community policing or or my daughter's story, but more so now is is heart healthy lives and people that take heart disease seriously.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that, man. Your story, you got attention. Gosh, I don't even know how long ago you started getting attention, like we talked about earlier, just for spreading love and positivity to people that may not see it all the time, that people kind of, they get gosh, looked over would be the best way to put it. So I love watching the stories. And then your daughter happened. And so you got kind of into the addiction place and talking to all of those people and doing all those. And now you're in the heart health. So you're talking to all those people and it's just, it's kind of like my story. It, I would never want to go through the trauma that I went through again. However, the places that it leads us How cool that we're still here to be able to share this story and that God has blessed us with such a platform to be able to share it. It's actually really cool to watch. And I love watching your stories, although I hate what led you here. It's really cool to see how you're using it for good.
1: Well, Townsend, I'll say this, you know, the last time we talked, it was about hope, promise, and positivity. And when Alyssa passed, and then four months almost to the day that I suffered my massive heart attack, I needed that hope. And that positivity that you and I were talking about. Yeah. Now, when you and I talked about it a year ago, I didn't say, oh, I need that hope from people. I was the one that was out delivering the hope and delivering the promises and delivering love. But from November 17th, uh, which was the day Alyssa passed, and then March 20th, my heart attack. I that hope and that love and that faith from people, it saved my life. And so it's like you said, it's so powerful that we, you and I talk about this. And then you never know when the tables can be turned and you need the same hope and love that you've been giving almost your entire life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I try to make a, uh, I try to make a pact to myself because I feel like when I went through a hard time, uh, I lost my best friend. It's a long story. You can find it in all of my stories and everything. But when I went through that hard time, I felt like I was totally isolated, like nobody was there. People checked on me at first, but as time went, their life went on. And so it just felt totally dark and alone. And so I took that... And basically fast forward, and I thought, you know what? I can help people not go through that time. And so I have a little booklet I keep up. I try to check on all my people, especially people I have on for the podcast. I try to keep up with people. Like I chatted with you last year, but I've kept up with your story. Kind of touch base again, make sure you're good. Because yeah. I bet people don't check on you as much as they should, because they expect you to be out spreading the hope. Um, you're but exactly yeah. right.
1: And in, in the point that you just brought up, and something that you focus on, which I think is so important, when Alyssa passed away, and he didn't want to have my heart attack. My house was full of people, yeah, right. And I wanted that, but I'm thinking to myself, they're not going to be here tomorrow. They're going to go back living their lives. They got to go back to work. They got to go back with their families. And it is scary to think about. You've got all this love and attention. I know that you're there and that other people are there for me. But just having people physically next to you sometimes means much more. Yeah, and. I'm thinking there's going to be a day where I'm going to be home in this house alone and I want to be able to deal with it. So what you're doing, what you just explained, honestly gave me chills only because it's scary to think about that, you know, you, life goes on and what do you do when life goes on? How do you approach those coming days and weeks and months and the anniversaries and you know, it's, you've got to be a strong person in this world today and have the faith that you need. And I'm so thankful that I have that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What advice would you give people watching about not only heart health, but mental health as well?
1: So I'll start with mental health. Um, Now, I'm I'm a man of pride, a stubborn man, been a police officer for 25 years. And, you know, police officers don't cry are so i think that police officers couldn't cry um but it's okay to cry it's okay to talk about your emotions um i've I've been seeing a therapist now before tommy norman was always in control he was always the leader he was always the one making other people happy and setting the example but you've got to swallow your pride if you're a person of authority you're a firefighter you're however you're if you're a public servant a school teacher Jobs where you're always in control, even if you're not, you gotta swallow your pride and ask for help. Either talk to your pastor, your best friend, your brother, your sister, your mom, or your dad, or a therapist. Um, and and I'll just go ahead and continue to be transparent, Townsend. As I take medication now for depression and anxiety, um, because I know that this world still needs me, um, my wife, uh, my son, my daughter, my stepson. Those people still need me, and so I want to be able to function mentally. So if you feel like that mentally you're breaking down and you're losing it and you need help, go get help. Go talk to someone. It could be that your doctor needs to put you on medication. And for the longest I was saying, no, 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 no. It's all going to work out. But sometimes, um, as the old saying goes, your mind plays tricks on you. And my mind was playing tricks on me. And so, you know, I got the help that I needed. I'm not where I want to be. Right. Um, But I'm closer than I was because I took mental health seriously. Heart health. Um, once again, any sign, signs or symptoms. If your chest starts hurting and your left arm starts hurting, the s- left side of your face, any of, those, any of those areas, and I only know just because I've been through it, um, go to the emergency room. If they send you back home and says, oh, you had gas, you had an upset stomach. Okay, but guess what? You didn't take a chance. I'm not finding that news out. Eat healthier. I'm not that motivated to want to go out and walk or jog every day, but you've got to if you want to live live a longer life. I'm only 50 years old. I want to live to be 100 years old. So, you know, I'm still young. And and so um, you've got to take that seriously and check and see. uh, Does your mom or dad, on their side of the family, is there heart disease? And also, my son and my daughter, now that I've had a heart attack, I've asked them to go get checked out and have a stress test and go for a wellness check Um, just because if I've had a heart attack, there's a good chance that they could have one too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to lie. I know personally for me, and I know people listening, don't lie. Y'all know you do too. You go and you fill out all this paperwork about your insurance. And by the time you get to the questionnaire, like, nah, you just answer no to everything. Do you have allergies? No. Your parents' mental health? Nah. Their physical health? Nah. And you get in there, I'm not going to lie. I'm a thousand percent sure I did that. So now I'm going to go call my parents. I'm going to see what my my past history was. You've motivated me to do that now. I will not lie on that questionnaire anymore.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you, it's, it's something that that's that considering that I wasn't really overweight, you know, everything was okay. You know, I think there were a lot of factors, but one of those main factors was heart disease. uh, that ran in my family. So So now and, and and I'm forgetting to mention this, but you know my sisters they signed up to go for you know a heart healthy exam and wow. you know I think it's ninety nine dollars at, at, at some locations and what's ninety nine dollars compared to your life?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That is amazing. So high blood pressure, hypertension, cholesterol—those were kind of the words we touched on to be aware of, right? Stress. Stress. Yeah, that's a big one too. I
1: didn't realize that that how much stress can really just take takes a beating on your heart to ultimately where your heart just can't keep up with it anymore and you have a stroke or a heart attack and so um, grief um yeah. I didn't mention that but you know I guess with stress comes grief and with grief comes stress but if you're grieving if you lost someone with me I mean it was just the worst day of my life and you know I held it in um yeah and and, and I still haven't cried to this day the way I want to really cry uh, and so, you know, but let your emotions out. You know, it's easier for me to say than to do, but, you know, it's, I'm telling you, Townsend, it's, I'm so thankful. I'm not thankful that I had a heart attack. Sure. But I'm yeah. so here with you today. And, and how ironic is it that this is what you are covering? And who would have predicted last year when I was having a conversation with you? Right. Oh, next year, Officer Norman, let's talk about your heart attack that you're going to have. No.
0: <laughs> oh, man, how creepy would that be? Why? We would not. You would have dropped me like a fly, man. I would. We're like yes. she's crazy. Well,
1: do, see you later. Don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> but you just you never know. But God will use you in ways that you never thought you could be used. I mean, oh, absolutely. In 1998, when I became a police officer, if you would have told me, OK, in 2022, you're going to have millions of followers. You're going to lose your daughter. You're going to have a heart attack. But your platform will save people's lives. So through you, and I'm so happy that you circled back with me because you tomorrow I may not be here. Tomorrow you may not be here. I mean, but so that's why you and I and people out here that have the same passion that we both have, use that passion to help save other people.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Tommy, I've been in love with your story since I very first saw it, like I said, years ago, like on the news or something. I was like, no shot. He'll reach back out to me. We've gotten to be good friends since then. And I just, uh, thank you so
1: much. i going to come through for you because you come through for so many people and, <laughs> you know, it's just you're a blessing to the state of Arkansas. But not only that, but but just people beyond our state, um, just and, and looking in your background is just so peaceful. I love you. <laughs>
0: It's so, my. this so, is my mental health right
1: here there yeah I, exactly like with yours is music with me it's sports I just okay. my wife knows let me turn on a football game just it might not even be watching it just let me have it on so you know different people need different things and so for you it's music for me it's sports and and also being out in the community although I've kind of taken a little break from that somewhat just because I focus more on my health and mm-hmm. so uh but no, I'm I'm excited for you and what you're doing. 2023, and let me say that 23 is my favorite number, Townsend. Oh, it's so gonna be good. Something special has to happen this year. Something That's special it. has to. Happen.
0: We're gonna make it happen. All right, we're gonna make a pact. We're just gonna make something good happen. all right?
1: Yes, this is exactly. The year for good things. Exactly.
0: But we got to make this back, Tommy. No more heart attacks this year. Okay. No
1: or no more losses. No more. We're gonna circle back around again and either you and I or both of us are going to have something very special and powerful to share.
0: I like that. I like that. That gave me goosebumps. I'm all about it. Tommy. (laughs) Thank thank you so, so much for sharing your story. Not only once, but twice. I'm so excited. Like I said, I hate all the things that have led you here, but man, your stories are changing lives and I am just so honored to be part of your story.
1: Thank you so much, Townsend. I appreciate you having me, and I love you.
0: Absolutely. Love you, too. All right. We'll catch up with you later. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton Bryant, Arkansas area, but they're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use, fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co. Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Let's be honest, I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call give Wendy Blackwood at Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you. I think we can all agree, getting your hair done should be a treat to yourself. I also know that it's hard to find a stylist that you can trust to give you the style you want every single time. The Madhouse Beauty Lounge has a mission. They wanna create a welcoming space for everyone. And they're professionally committed to making you feel confident and beautiful during every single visit. The coolest part is they offer all types of services. I'm talking advanced color treatments to on-trend cuts. My favorite part is that their products are all vegan and they stay away from products like microplastic, mineral oils, parabens, silicones. In other words, they use the best and the safest ingredients for every client that they have. So I think it's time that you treat yourself to a new do from the Madhouse Beauty Lounge located at 708 2nd Street in Conway, Arkansas. If you go in, tell them that Townsend sent you.